Hey everyone, Bill Giannone here, back with another Crestcast. And today I'm going to answer a question that I received earlier this week. And the question from one of the owners that we work with at the Crest Network was, why can't I grow? Um, very simple question, four words. Very frustrating question for an owner to have to ask. And as a coach, very difficult question for me to have to answer. Now, of course, there are a hundred different reasons why any company generically won't be able to grow. But in this specific instance, I was able to point to three areas where I could point to the owner and say, here's why you can't grow. Um, these three tend to be three of the most powerful areas in any company's uh, failure to grow. Uh I think if you're asking yourself the same question, why don't you look at these three areas first? And then if you can't figure out why that's keeping you from growing, or if you think that you're way off base and you have no problem with those areas and you'll, you know, you'll be able to say those aren't issues, but maybe the other 97 are, we'll, uh, <laughs> I'll give you my email address at the end of this and we'll be able to discuss it, okay? But the three areas that I discussed, the first one was marketing. He had a very strong marketing presence. He just didn't have a very good marketing focus. And what does that mean? He was very active and he was doing a lot of events, but like I always say, there's an old expression, don't confuse activity with achievement, right? If you're doing tons of plumber breakfasts and you're doing lots of um, supply house events and you're doing a lot of stop and drops at brokers and insurance agents and real estate agents and property managers, you're very active. So you've got a good marketing presence. You're doing a lot of you know, SEO and pay-per-click on the internet. You might even be trying to do some of these lead generation services. All that's great. But at the end of the day, if you, if, excuse me, if you're not generating the amount of work that you need to be generating for the investment of that time, effort, and especially money, then something's wrong. And the more we dig down, the more we find out that what's happening is there's a lot of interaction but there's never the ask. And if you've listened to any or all of Dick Wagner's podcast, that's a big part of his topic when we're talking about marketers. You have to get to a point where you ask for the sale. You just have to. You can't keep entertaining people without asking for the sale. You can't keep meeting the same girl out with your group and her group of friends if you want to date her without asking ultimately if she would like to go out on a date with you. I know that's a very, very sophomoric term for what I'm trying to get at, but it's absolutely true in business. Until and unless you ask for the sale or ask for the lead, the assumption is that you're not going to get it because you're not asking for it. You have to be aggressive. You have to lay that foundation. You have to let those people know that this is being done so that you could introduce yourself to them, but you ultimately need this to result in you getting a lead. If you're not ultimately getting the lead, you're wasting your money. So always understand that activity is not achievement. 
The only purpose for marketing is to generate leads. Okay. Second thing we looked at, he wasn't able to grow because his entire process from when the lead came in until when the invoice was submitted and the collection of the invoice was happening on the back end of mitigation, the entire process was what I call fragmented. The way I try to draw up a process for mitigation is that every step of the way from the initial call coming in to the collection of that last dollar for the services rendered on the mitigation side, they all have to have the same purpose. So your first responder, whether it's a salesman, whether it's a project manager, whether it's a crew chief, when they first show up to a job, they have to be executing their job with a mindset of what the adjuster is going to ultimately see and pay you for. So all your documentation, all of your evidence that you should be gaining in those first five minutes up front should be and has to be done by those people in regards to what is it going to look like when I submit it as an invoice. So your work authorization, that initial scope of work, the initial sketch, your initial moisture readings, the photography of the before, all of those things have to be done to a very high level of success. Then when you turn it over to crews to do the work, they have to work very efficiently. It can't take them three, four days to do a day's worth of demolition. We've got to absolutely make sure that we have a perfect system of the transfer of our information from our first responders slash PM slash salesman all the way through to the production crews. Then that information, again, moisture readings, the scope of work that they did, photos of the in progress. If you're changing filters, if you're cleaning things, all that has to be done. And then finally, when we invoice, we have to absolutely make sure as we're invoicing that we are continuing to add in to this documentation. We have to compile everything we have. We have to send it out and submit it. We have to make sure that we're billing for everything we did. I can't tell you how many companies under bill. The national average for a non-program water loss should be about $6,000. And I'm telling you, most companies are well below that. And the reason is because, number one, they're afraid of having to confront the adjuster. Number two, they don't really know the way the LIDAM is working exactimate. And number three, they're just not documenting enough in order to be able to justify putting it on their invoice. So those are the three things that I think you need to work on. You need to make sure that you're documenting properly, you're invoicing properly, and then you're aggressive in your collections. And that is the third piece, the invoicing and collections piece. We never put enough time, emphasis, or money into getting our money. This is a fact. Whenever things get a little bit busy, the first thing that we give up is our invoicing and collections because we want to make sure we are still getting out there to sign up the new work and we're executing the new work. And we'll get around to invoicing when we get around to invoicing. Well, I'm telling you right now, for every week it takes you to invoice a job, it's going to delay your collection on that, mo on that money by at least a month. And it's going to cut down by at least 10 to 15% your ability to get paid in full. So we don't want to ever cut back on that. In fact, I tell most companies, if they have issues with collections, I tell them it's not because of anything else that's happening, but they're not investing enough money into collecting their money. 
Think about it this way. If you kept having problems collecting your money and you had to turn it over to a lawyer or a collections agency, what's that ultimately costing you? In some businesses, it could cost you 25 to 35% of your revenue to get them to collect that money. That's your fault because you didn't do a good enough job up front in making sure you got that money collected on day one or day 20 or day 40. By the time you have to bring those people in, it's too late and it's your fault. Let's make sure we work on that. So we need to market better. We need to sell and document better. And then we need to invoice and collect better. Those were the three areas that I identified as to the reasons why he couldn't grow. Remember, you need cash to grow. I've done another recent podcast on uh, whether or not you own a business or whether or not you own a job. And if you want to own a business, that means you have to reinvest in your business. So you need cash in order to do that. Well, if you're not invoicing well enough, and if you're not collecting quick enough, you'll never have enough cash to grow. Because even if your company starts doing more business, the cash constraints on you are going to keep you from doing more business. You're going to have to actually start telling customers, I can't get to you because I can't hire people because I can't have enough equipment because I don't have the ability to bring in enough money. That's a major, major flaw. So the why can't I grow? Those are the three areas you need to look at first. If you've got all those under control and then you still think you can't grow, now I want you to give me an email. Drop me an email at bill at the Crust Network. All one word, thecrestnetwork.com. Thanks for joining us today on this Crestcast. On behalf of everyone at the Crestcast, I'm Bill Giannone. Look forward to seeing you again at my next Crestcast. Bye-bye.